The following is a Mission Studios podcast. Warning. The following violates social protocol, political correctness, and common decency. We will not be held responsible for any resulting offense, outrage, or indigestion. Coming to you from the Mission Studios in Studio One. Push the twin beds together and, you know, have some sex. Bring in the fun, the fear, and the exhilaration of the everyday mundane bullshit to your ear holes. I hope he didn't drink. He's only ten. Anyways, I'm just going to read through. I'm just going to... Here's the gag of the week. (laughs) I wipe my ass on Politically Correct. Everyone mount up, get into, and ready for the missionary position. It's Friday. It's January 12th. And I spent the last week looking into the mirror wondering what happened to me. It used to be so cool. I'm Jason. And I'm AC. On this week's episode... We try to get Dusty Smith's attention. We beg our women for sex. We shit on New Year's resolutions. We earn royalties from Snoops.com. So lube up. Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for an icy speculum anal insertion. This is episode four. So what did you do for New Year's? Did you go out and party and have fun? Or? I did not. No? <clears throat> lazy day? Yeah, I had a lazy day. Uh, my mother-in-law had given my son and I a, a PlayStation 4 for Christmas, so we spent the, the day playing WWE 2K18. After the kid went to bed, like, we didn't drink or, or did, obviously didn't go well, I out. I hope he didn't drink. He's only 10. <laughs> yeah, his wife and I just sort of sat around for... Yeah, a few hours, watched some TV, and then fucked in the new year. Hmm. What do you guys get up to? Well, the reason I asked wasn't particularly because I was interested in what the fuck you did, because I really don't give a shit. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the, the the reason I asked is because, you know, this year we just went up to friends and chilled out. Not a big deal. We just, you know, really good friend went up, hung out, had some fun. You know, just did the hangout thing. Didn't do a celebration. Did the countdown for the last eight seconds, and then, okay, now we're done. Five minutes over. Watch the ball drop. No, I have my pants on. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to understand, you know, I was looking at this, and when my kids were younger, I could understand the excitement, because for them it's, you know, all new and this kind of stuff. But as an adult, I started thinking, if I were single, what is really the big deal about the New Year, other than just an excuse to party? Like, I couldn't really understand any symbolism. So in New Year starting, every every month a new year is starting, technically. Until yeah, next February, until next March, until next April. But it's only January that's the big deal. Why isn't it April? Why isn't it November? I think you, you bring up a good point. I mean, really, we should treat every day like a new beginning. Exactly. Because every day you're able to wake up is every day you're able to reinvent yourself or recreate a situation or reshare how much you love your partner sure. or, you know reshare the closeness you share with your children or your brother, you know. Not enough people look at why do we only symbolize one day as a new year? Every single day can be start to a whole new year. You can change yourself in that one day. Yeah, you know, we we talked about it a, a bit like before the holiday season, you know, like kicking some ideas back and forth over the importance or the sincerity behind like Christmas and you know like mm-hmm. I, I, I can see why you would set aside like a gift giving occasion 
you'd want to take that one day out of the year just for the sake of you know convenience for everybody to exercise greed or generosity however it plays out on that one day in an organized fashion but including birthdays but the the new year i mean there there are no logistical restrictions on on new beginnings you no. shouldn't. You shouldn't wait. I mean, people come up with these resolutions. They wait till January first. Okay, I'm going to stop being a fat fuck. I'm going to quit drinking so much. I'm going to stop smoking PCP in the gas station bathroom. <laughs> um, the last one I've been struggling with for ten years now. But yeah, why not um, turn over a new leaf? I mean, we we have the opportunity to look into ourselves, um, think about things, take stock. I, I guess of our ourselves, our relationships. And if we have been neglecting to communicate our sincerely held feelings towards those in our lives, maybe we should just use every opportunity available. You know, maybe I've been neglected you all year and, you know, happy August 14th, honey. I love you and I appreciate you. Right. You know, it's, 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 I don't know. It's so overcomplicated. Everybody makes this one time new. It's... Yeah. Well, maybe in a, in a way, I mean, like, like with Christmas, you use this date that's off in the future somewhere as an excuse to not do something today. You know, like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna do something nice for you today. I'm not gonna buy you a gift that says I love you. I'm thinking about you because, after all, like that's what Christmas is for. That's what your birthday's for. Mm-hmm. Likewise, maybe we 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 put off implementing changes in our lives because we know that that's what New Year's is for. Right. So in the middle of May... It gives you a valid reason to procrastinate. Yeah, it, it's almost like the first half of the year is, is there to beat yourself up for not following through with the stuff that you were looking forward to changing in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I made a post on our page, the one that says, uh, one does not need to make a New Year's resolution when one is already this fucking awesome. Because I know every day... I'm this fucking awesome. I know every day our our listeners are this fucking awesome. Sure. Celebrate every fucking day because, you know, the day that you're here to take a breath is the day to be thankful for. And that's not getting religious because, you know. No, and you know what? That, that's a, a, a great point that, that you're bringing up. I don't know if it was intentional or not. But, I mean, yeah, you want to, like, take the time to tell the people around you or acknowledge the, the fact that the people around you are fucking awesome. And mm-hmm. you guys are awesome. Right. Don't know who you are or how many you are. We're assuming that, you know... Well, we know there's at least 13. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, taking the opportunity to, like, reflect on ourselves and realize that, hey, like... We're kind of lucky to be in the position we're in, dude. With what, in, like, knowing each other? That. But also in being able to have the opportunity to do what we're doing right now and share it with people and have people listen. I don't care if it's two people, 13 people, or 2,000 people. I don't care. Yeah, I just enjoy the fact that people are being amused by us. People are enjoying something we're doing. Some people are even inspired by what we're doing. That blows me away. Well, the truth is, I, I would do this show even if there was one person listening. Right. Because, and I really hate the sound all mushy, but it, it matters to me if if we can make somebody's day a little bit brighter. Mm-hmm whether it be in a small, stupid, laughing way or if it's in a deeply introspective way. You know, just we're happy to be there with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And realistically, we want you to make freaking comments on our fucking page. (laughs) Or pages. 
plural, more than one. Yeah. I put two there just so people could... uh, The reason I put... Sorry. The reason I put the second one there was in case people tried to come up with the excuse. Oh, I couldn't find that one? Even if you type Mission Position fan page, it'll come up. Or Missionary Position. Fuck, I can't remember all goddamn address. We we, we don't want to put too much pressure on you, Matt, but... (laughs) (laughs) You seem to be the only person who's actually taking the time to... Go out of your way to interact with us. We we appreciate you as our only confirmed fan. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we've got lots of people who like our page. I think we're over two hundred, but nobody's saying anything. Nobody's being introspective about. Oh, I hate your show, or this part was really stupid, or oh my god, I loved your show. Holy shit, this part was so awesome. So I'm gonna say pretty much the exact opposite of what I would ever say to my wife or kids. Will you please say something to me? (laughs) (laughs) I care what you have to say. And it doesn't matter if it's good, bad, in between. Like, shit, flood our page with fucking hate mail. We don't care. (laughs) Well, it's true. I'd I'd rather have, like, a sincerely stated fuck you than the cold shoulder. Well, yeah, I don't care what they say. People are allowed to have their own opinions, and they won't be judged for it. Of course, you know, if we don't like something, we'll tell you to fuck yourself. Yeah. Absolutely we will. Maybe, maybe recommend some good podcasts that our listeners might prefer to listen to. Okay, <laughs> that hurt. Now I'm wounded. Well, is this the point in the show where we try to extort money out of these pe- these people? No. This hey. is the point in the show where we stay away from that because we're trying to suck them in to make a... Uh, comment on our page so let's wait till the, after the next segment then we'll suck them in from us okay well everybody else you're off the hook but Matt www.patreon.com slash missionary pod if you can make a per episode donation of $10,000 would be greatly appreciated <laughs> and your hair smells great by the way Matt oh ain't he sexy I just want to hold him and sniff him oh yeah <laughs> Now I'm craving a Matt sandwich. <laughs> a Matt witch. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> as long as there's no Matt nut butter. That was a fucking huge stretch, dude. I'm cutting that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, I know you've moved too. Maturation <laughs> Wants to make a per episode donation? Visit www.patreon.com slash missionary Yeah, my, my coworker and I were having a, a conversation, and it was, you know, basically just a couple of guys on oh, the job. Hi, Dustin. <laughs> just a couple of guys talking about, um, you know, some of the challenges of, you know, living with a woman for an extended period of time. Hmm, okay. And, you know, I, I think like like most couples, if not all couples, I mean, I don't know, um, <laughs> the, the, the most common fights, arguments, stresses, whatever, they seem Did to... Did you have to eat peanut butter out of her? <laughs> Jesus, let the fucking peanut butter go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And your Patreon dollars, too. <laughs> <laughs> www.patreon.com slash missionarypod. No, I, I think most of the um, heated discussions will say stresses, the arguments, the fights, whatever, they, they, they seem to revolve around either sex or money or lack thereof. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And um, we started talking about, like, what's an appropriate way to to deal with these things? So, I mean, our, our, our parents and maybe, like, for some of us, our, our grandparents' generation, they, they kind of had things easy in the sense that the uh, 
the roles within the relationship were clearly defined. You know, right. the man did man stuff. You know, he went to work. He uh, paid the bills. And the woman took care of house stuff and took care of the husband and maybe the kids when they came along. Oh, you're one of those kind of chauvinists. Okay. No, I'm not saying that that's <laughs> a, a system that, like, I think is right. I'm just saying that they had it easy in the sense that there was nothing really to discuss as far as who's doing what and what's expected. Everybody right. knew what they needed or what was expected of them. And, and I think um, the culture was as such where people were more likely to just quietly do what was expected of them. Right. And so, you know, the husband was expected to work. The wife was expected to take care of, of the home. And, you know, on... You the know, one chore the husband has when he comes home is to take out the garbage and... Sure. You know. And, you know, the third Thursday of every month, they push the twin beds together and, you know, have some sex. But everything, or whatever, you know, whatever the arrangement was, everybody, there wasn't really, I guess, a, a lot of things to discuss or negotiate. Right. But in the modern world, that's not the way things are because our, the gender roles aren't a thing so much anymore. Right. At, at the very least, they're severely blurred, I would think. Well, and, and it's a good, it's, it's, in my opinion, one of the, one of the age old scenarios, you know, sometimes when you add choice, it complicates every issue. Yeah, well, it's just one of those things where I mean, you you who get goes up. to work, who doesn't go to work, who pays the bills, who keeps the kids, who. Well, even if you're not deciding like one person versus the other, maybe we decide we're going to share the responsibilities. How exactly does the sharing break down? Right. Yep. And it, it's hard to discuss these things because everybody. Well, I I, I hate to make sweeping generalizations, but mm -hmm. I, I think most people. Well, well, let's just say it. They have their egos up their ass, and they think they're better than what the other partner's telling them they should be doing. Yeah, everybody feels like they're getting the short end of the stick. Right. So they want to try to, like, defer more onto the other person, and they want to feel slighted when they have to do anything because, oh, that should have been the other person who did it. It was their turn to wash the dishes. It was their turn to wipe my ass. Mm -hmm. Yep. But, um, you know, with, with, with all this negotiation and discussion and compromise that's supposed to happen... When is an appropriate time to talk about these things? Because, I mean, it's it's easy to be honest and expressive when you're fighting and you're yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. But is there a way to bring these things up when everything's going well without it turning into a fight? Um, unfortunately, these days, I don't think there is. There are too many people who are too wrapped up in their egos that make themselves too self-important. And these days, I, I would say probably 60% of the, of the divorce rate is from generalizations. People thinking they're too good for one, and, well, you know, you should have done this, or you can watch the kids for an extra hour because of, and, you know, it builds up re uh, resentment. Yeah. People don't talk about their issues, therefore the resentment becomes 70% of their relationship, and the other 30 isn't just enough to hold together, and off they go. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you, you bring up an interesting point, too, with the, the divorce rate, because... I, I can't help but wonder if um, the divorce rate is so high now compared to maybe like our parents and grandparents' generation because of that combination of things. One is, I mean, um, people going into a situation then, they had a clear expectation of what the situation was going to be. Right. So there was little room for surprise. Well, and, and even even in the really low-income families, which there weren't too many back then. Right. But even the low-income families, it was, you know, the woman does what she can on the household, you know, because they didn't have much money. Well, now she's also making bread, 
and I'm only talking to 50. I'm not talking like the 20s and 30s. I'm right. talking in the 50s and 60s sure. or 40s and 50s. Well, now we're really underprivileged. Therefore, you know, now I also have to make the bread. Now I also have to make the clothes mm-hmm. because we can't afford to go out and buy it. Yeah, it's something that just popped into my head now, too. Is I, I was wondering, too, because I was saying about how people, uh, they were more in the habit of doing what was expected of them. Do you think that um, maybe personal integrity came more easily to people just because the the rules of how to go through daily life was were so much easier to understand? You know, mm-hmm. like if you know what the expectations are, they're clearly defined. Is it easier to like do the quote right thing rather than when you're trying to figure out what the right thing is on top of deciding whether to do the right thing or not? I think it was a lot more clear cut back in the day. You know, like okay, as, as an example, and, and and it's 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 in generalization with the topic we're talking about. Sure. But it's you know, like this old woman goes into a grocery store and she brings a paper bag with her and. She, you know, she does her shopping, but she needs more than one paper bag. So the the young girl says, you know, do you want an extra bag because of this? And she says, oh, yeah, okay. And then the young girl looks at her and says, yeah, you old people, don't make it work. Just buy another plastic bag. Don't think of the planet or anything. So the old woman looks at her and thinks, well, you know what? You, you really have to look at yourself here. Your generation invented plastic for bottles, for pop, for shit that you put in your body that destroys your body. Then you throw it in the garbage. Only recently did you start recycling it. Back in my day, if we had a bottle of pop, it was glass, and we had to recycle it. We used paper bags. We didn't use plastic bags, and we reused those paper bags many, many times. But I bet you last time you went shopping and brought home nine bags of groceries, you threw every one of those plastic bags out, didn't you? Yeah. You know, there was a, because there was less choice, there was more opportunity to do the right thing convenience wasn't the priority. I guess the easy thing was the right thing. Right. Whereas these days, the easy thing... Well, the easy thing is still the right thing, but people don't do the right thing. I guess the the right thing gets lost on the shovel of a, a myriad of options and decisions to make over the course of every day. Right. Whereas if you don't have those options, if you only have paper bags, well, then you got to reuse the paper bags. Or they biodegrade inside of six months. Yeah. You don't have a plastic bag sitting in your landfill for eight and a half years. You don't have a plastic water bottle sitting in a landfill because the bottle of pop you just finished is glass, and before you recycle it, you're going to use it a couple times to drink water with. Yeah, it's, it's sort of an interesting, I, I guess, how um, personal philosophies have changed along with the, um, I don't know, if it's like the cultural demands or expectations or, or lack thereof. I mean, maybe right. we, we, culture doesn't demand so much of us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from relationships to recycling, yeah, it's just everything's become more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and bringing it full circle, those choices that these days make the bottles end up in the landfills makes the relationships end up in the landfills because you've got that many more choices and nobody's willing to do the right thing, which is sit their asses down and fucking work on it. Relationship isn't supposed to be flowers and fucking butterflies and unicorn rainbows shooting out your ass. Relationships are hard fucking work. And if sure. it's something you really want, it's something you're really going to work at. you got to learn to communicate. you got to communicate effectively. 
and you have to fucking listen. Two-thirds of communicating is listening, because if you're not really hearing what the other person is saying, and that's body language, that's vocal, that is eye movement, that's everything. If you're not paying attention to that shit, you're only getting a third of the conversation. You're not hearing or seeing or perceiving what is truly being said, because you're so caught up in your shit, you're worried about what you want to get across, the other shit doesn't work. That's why after eight years of celibacy... I'm finally in a relationship that works because I know how to fucking communicate now because I took time to teach myself how to get rid of my old shit and repackage with new shit. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of communication in relationships, it becomes um, competitive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we don't listen to hear or to understand. We listen, well, I, either in to, to respond mm-hmm. because, like you say, we're wrapped up in our own shit. We don't really care what the other person's saying unless we're using what they've said as a tool to convey our own point. Sort or of, to, to put them back in a hole. Yeah. Yep. Sort of laying these little traps, just waiting for them to say something you can fucking use to beat them with and, you know, just to make yourself out to be the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's part of why I, in this area, look up to you the way I do. Because you've been married to your wife now for 10 years, 11 years. 10 years, yeah. 10 years. And though you've had some pretty rough times because I've been there for every single fucking one of them. Sure. You guys have always come out on top. You've always ended up communicating and you've always ended up fixing shit. And for both of you, I have to tell you, I have the utmost fucking respect because there's no way I could be in that kind of a situation with a piece of paper behind it. You guys, like, hats off. Totally 120%. I appreciate that. Comments, complaints, or insults? Get into the missionary position on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at MissionaryPod or send us an email, missionarypod at gmail.com. Have you ever been online and... Yes. Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> you have to answer in the form of a question. <laughs> so when you're online and you start to read something, you think, oh, this is really cool. No. And, you know, you don't necessarily do anything about it, but... Are, are we go. talking about like literatica.com? No. Because I always do something about that. So, then you go online, you see something related to it. Like chickswithdicks.com? Then you start to think in your head about, okay, well, maybe this is right. And then, you know. Do, like, do you want to start over so I'm not fucking you up? <laughs> no, you can just cut it out. Okay. Yeah. Good thing you can edit out fucking time spent. <laughs> <laughs> professionalism. Yeah, because if you didn't edit it all the time, think about how many fucking episodes we have. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. We could take like 45 minutes of raw audio and I mm-hmm. would edit it down to the. <laughs> <laughs> so then eventually, you know, you're walking around, you're thinking about this kind of stuff. Then somebody else posts something totally to the contrary and you realize that over these few weeks that you've been reading something similar, 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 you started to believe it. Oh, so you mean like when there's like a, a story goes viral and everybody's talking about it and they're getting all excited about it. You find you're, you jump in with the excitement and you just assume it to be true. Right. So it kind of like, like when a lie goes on long enough and you start to believe it. Okay. Well, that's, that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because listening to so many different people tell so many different freaking stories, but they're all trying to talk about the same fucking thing. Right. And you know... At least six of the seven versions that you heard are fucking total bullshit. No, and I guess you you have those people that will, instead of offering any real validation for the story, or being honest enough to say, well, I read this bullshit online and I was too lazy to vet the story, it'd be like, oh, my buddy so-and-so, 
his friend had such and such happen to him. Right. Now, now let's multiply that to the nth degree where, you know, if you told something, if you're told a lie long enough, eventually it becomes believed by the majority. So now you're fighting a losing battle because now you got the majority believing this bullshit because nobody vetted it. And then they think you're full of shit, but you're the only one that has the fucking truth. Sounds like every conversation with a religious person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I never thought about that. No, it was, it's, it's actually interesting you, you bring this up because um, I, I was reading on Facebook a couple weeks ago. Somebody had posted uh, a meme, and it was a picture of Hitler with a quote that was attributed to him. And again, I don't know if this was a, an actual quote for him, or maybe I've fallen prey to this very thing again. Mm-hmm. But the quote said, If you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and yeah, I, I think that there's there's definitely, uh, we, we've obviously both had experiences with this. We hear about these things all the time. Right. And now look how much of a issue it's becoming now in this day and age. Because the internet, though it gives you opportunity to get true knowledge and a vast amount of it, nobody vets anything anymore. They see it on the fucking internet and now it's the truth. I think that's a really unfortunate thing, too. I mean, we're, we're living, like you say, we're, we're in the information age. Mm-hmm. We have access to the entirety of human knowledge at our right. fingertips, normally in our pockets in the form of our smartphones. Mm-hmm. But we've become so lazy about making sure that the information that we consume is good information. Right. You know, or, or not taken out of context. You know, a, a, a true story is told. But the facts are changed. Kind of like that episode when we did that episode about um, that young kid who was crying about the bully, and then ended up that he was the one being a racist. Right. Yeah. Though the the story the story was factually correct, it wasn't presented in a way that allowed the truth to shine through. Correct. Yeah. And you know it, it's becoming such a problem in today's society that I think it's it's. Um, but go with the label, I guess, the, the hipster generation, because they're all getting their information from the Internet. You know, it, it just I you you, you mentioned um, that that story with the, the, the boy where he was crying foul like he had been bullied. It turns out that he was actually the antagonist. Right. And it, it sort of gets me thinking that, you know, may, maybe the the problem is that the way that we consume information online, we don't read beyond the headlines. You know, we'll we'll see a little blurb about something and we'll run with it instead of looking a little bit deeper. Well, in addition to your thought, is like when you're when you're cruising through Facebook, you see a you see a big post. You had a this happened, that happened. Right. So you read that, but you don't read into the episode. But on the right hand side, you'll see the oh, this fifteen different pictures of celebrities caught at unopportune moments. Mm-hmm. But you go through them and you'll read every fucking word that's there, and that's the horseshit side. Yeah, it's 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 one of these things where I, I get so frustrated when I catch somebody else doing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to admit, I mean, in in the interest of, of being completely honest here, I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Right. If I read something that fits with my opinions or my interests, or you know, if I'm trying to, um, well, I mean, I guess all of us in in different contexts, we have these narratives that we employ, right? Right. And if it fits with our personal narrative, yeah, we'll just fucking run with it. There's no sense vetting it because nobody else is going to vet it either. We can just throw it out there and say, hey, look, I can I can 
pull out my phone, I can show you the article. Look, it says right here, blah, 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 blah. And that's enough to settle the argument. And it, I think it's it's wrong no matter which side of the conversation you're on at that point. If you're presenting incomplete information or if you're consuming incomplete information, either way, you're, you're, you're feeding this ugly monster. Right. And well, even if the incomplete information is actually factual, no twisted, just actual factual, at least you got something to base, this, base a conversation on. If you're reading something that's totally twisted and you're believing it, well, that even furthers the problem. And the reason this came to my head was because back when we were driving into work together, I used to do this shit to you all the fucking time and I didn't even realize it. Right. You know, I would come in, I'd get in the car, we'd be listening to the podcast and I'd bring up, oh, you know, I heard this, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I'd get so freaking annoyed at you because you wouldn't fucking listen to me because it was horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it, it's frustrating how much work we have to put into, um, like, I guess, vetting the information that, that we come across. I mean, it's our parents' generation. They could turn on the six o'clock news. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a reasonable assumption that whatever was being reported was not just factually correct, but it was relatively unbiased. You could uh, consume the information in a fairly relaxed manner. Mm-hmm. Not not to say that there, there weren't biases in place at, at certain times, but in general, I think people were safer in just taking a relaxed uh, approach to consuming media products. Right. And we had, we had two big factors too. One, it wasn't Fox news. <laughs> yeah. And two back then reporters had integrity. Sure. But we can, we can blame the, the reporting to a degree, but I mean, it, it's at the point now where we have to be educated consumers of the reporting. Right. And it's, I mean, I, I'm a person I like to try to, to, to make sure I'm consuming good information and not getting too excited about, like you say, the incomplete bullshit or the twisted bullshit. But right. it, it's not easy to do this because there are times where I'll read something and it will grab me emotionally. It's a story I want to get excited about. Mm-hmm. And then I think, well, I don't know if this is true or not. Where do you start with trying to figure out, like, how to verify the information that you're reading because often you'll check out the sources that are cited for an article mm-hmm. and it just leads back to more suspect information you're digging through shit to get to more shit right but how, how do you get to the bottom of it what do you recommend <laughs> i never said i had any good ideas i just said it was something that came onto my head <laughs> <laughs> put you on the spot here um you know you can do it comparatively bring up different sites that have relatively the same story and compare the two and then bring in a third if they're similar and then you know verify your facts that way at least you're getting it from three different sources and they're the same at least you got some relative believability there i rely on on snopes an uncomfortable amount of the time to what snopes uh, uh, snopes.com it's a website where you can go to and it will They'll be, I don't know if they verify every story or if it's just these stories. Was oh, that like the ones that expose like fake deaths and that kind of stuff? Um, no, it's like you know if a, if a story goes viral, I, I guess right. it could be the fake deaths. But if a story has gone viral, you can check on Snopes, and they'll tell you whether or not it's true. And if it's partially true, partially false, they'll basically cut through all the BS and and give you the the straight, complete goods on what's at the heart of the story. Okay. 
Now, my my worry with relying on Snopes as much as I do is... I always thought it was Snopes. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. (laughs) My eyesight these days, it's anybody's guess what I'm reading. It might not even be an S word. (laughs) Um, Shit. But but the problem is when we rely on one source to verify all of the information, what happens if that one source is compromised? Right. And then we're right back where we started. So I, I have to admit that, you know, when I'm not checking Snopes... It's an equally lazy approach, whereas um, there's a handful of people that I uh, follow on social media who have established reasonable credibility with me in as far as their ability to vet information. Right. And I assume that these people have done the research that I haven't done. And I guess at the end of the day, I, I don't know that I'm the best educated consumer of news or of online stories, or if I've just been lucky a lot of the time. I, I was listening to, I can't remember which podcast it was earlier this year, and they had a guy on that they were interviewing, and he had literally written a book on how to be a uh, an educated consumer of news media. Oh. I mean, if there's enough problems out there where an entire book is required. I mean, where does that leave the average person? I want? Thank you for listening. This is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. And again, not the responsibility of the studio, podcast, employees, or its presenters. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod. And like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better, or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 